It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. Eight minutes after eight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, war veteran and vice president of Zimbabwe for 10 years, uh, Dr. Joyce Mujuru has announced that she has now formed her own political party, the Zimbabwe People First Party. And she was once seen as a successor to President Robert Mugabe. But things changed in 2014 when Mujuru uh, suddenly left her post and uh, at ZANU-PF. And she was accused of plotting to oust President Mugabe from power at the time. And since then, she's been rarely seen out in public. Uh, Dr. Joyce Majuro joins us now uh, to talk to us about her new party and why um, she broke from ZANU-PF and what her views are and her hopes for the future of Zimbabwe. Dr. Majuro, thanks so much for speaking to us this morning. You're most welcome. Thank you. Dr. Majuru, perhaps let's start somewhere towards the end and asking you, for, as, for, as a veteran, uh, you've been vice president of Zimbabwe for 10 solid years. Uh, you've been in politics for over three decades. Why then did you leave ZANU-PF when you did? You're very right when you say a, a freedom fighter, a vice president, a minister, and so on. You know, being a freedom fighter, you have aims and objectives. But when you see that things that you have uh, followed for so many years are being, you know, deviated or left, you you decide to really, you know, work with your colleagues who will be reminding you of those things that are now being forgotten about. And you then decide to tell your colleagues those who will be nagging you about keeping on the candle of freedom fighting burning. And by so doing, I decided to then join my colleagues and formed that uh, people's, you know, Zimbabwe uh, People First Party. But what had changed in ZANU-PF? I mean, uh, given since the time that you joined the party to the time when you left, what had changed? You know, when someone tells you that there is a, one center of power, which is not what we fought for. We fought for majority. We knew it was you and I, we are very important in all what we do in the formation and development of the country, and it had long forgotten. It was all me, 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 and my party, and my people. And once you hear someone talking about my party and my people, you begin to wonder whether it's a private thing, whether he is talking in terms of being the leader of the country, or you then have to conclude when you see that a lot of those he fought with or a lot of those he you know, uh, was with in the liberation movement are now beginning to be victimized. Then you begin to to know that all that you fought for are now going down the drain. So when did uh, President Robert Mugabe uh, start talking about me, me, me and my people? Uh, Was that in 2014 or did it start way before then? I can't say which year exactly, but it can't be just in 2014. But it was being done... uh, Silently, it was being done uh, in a more, you know, subtly manner and so on. But uh, 
All of a sudden, 2013, 2014, it really read its ugly head. But he's always been consistent that he will be a president for life. So surely you had to have seen this. Some of these things, you know, when when they are said, and as a party, you begin to dispel them by showing people that, no, 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 the policy of the party is that we go for elections, the policy of the party is that we use the majority decisions, and so on. And you, 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 you begin to believe what the party will always have been telling people or teaching people or campaigning about. But... Only in 2014 when, you know, they started talking about one center of power. That's when it was really real to some of us. Now, Dr. Mujuru, um, you know, uh, been in politics for over 34 years. You've been uh, in the upper echelons of uh, ZANU-PF, uh, c- coming second to only uh, President Mugabe at some point. How would you assess Zimbabwe currently? I missed your last bit. Uh, what would you say is the state of Zimbabwe in 2016? I, I'm sure that is um, for everyone to see, that uh, the, the economy is, is, is really in shambles. Our politics are really for everyone to see that uh, we are no longer the, the country to, to reckon with. And um, socially, uh, our 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 populace or the, the younger working generation is everywhere in the world. So there is really very little to talk about Zimbabwe at the moment. Do you take any responsibility for the current state of affairs, given that for 10 years you were vice president of Zimbabwe? When you talk of joint decisions, yes. And I'm not talking joint responsibility. I'm talking about uh, Dr. Joyce Mujuru. Are there any decisions, any policy positions that you regret today? Personally, I, I regret being part of the uh, uh, joint decisions that were taken by government because I can't say I, I didn't because I was part of the government for all these years. And hence, I now want to show the people that I will work as much as I can to try and correct those ills. But why should they trust you? People will say, well, a leopard never changes its spots. So why should the Zimbabwean electorate trust you? People first today, we have all people from all walks of life, people from MDC, people who have never joined any political party at all, people from ZANU-PF, and all of these have actually come to an agreement. They've come to an agreement that we need to now build a new Zimbabwe. And that agreement and that understanding has given us confidence that Mujuru will be, I think, a person to reckon with because they know from what I've been doing in this previous, in this government that I've been, I've been in, they know I can actually deliver. Based on what, though? What have you delivered to the people of Zimbabwe? Based on community, based on community programs that I started and gave people a hope. Based on some comments that I was, uh, you know, talking about in public, 
dispelling all those things, those ills that were happening to people, like when people were being beaten. I even commented about those in public when I was addressing businessmen, because as you know, businessmen are very important in an economy. And you know, when you are addressing people during political meetings and so on, people would want to know in government what an individual's role would be. And I even spoke about why, why, why people were being persecuted for nothing. And what were the answers? You know, during, during, of course, I, I'm sure they, they were now confident that even though people would see a group as a bad group, but there were good, good people amongst those bad people. Like yourself? Yes, please. But you see, it's difficult to actually believe that. For the longest time, you were second in charge only to President Robert Mugabe. And today you come out and you're now telling us that, uh, you know, you were uh, opposed to some of the policy positions, some of the atrocities that were committed by the ZANU-PF government under your watch, by the way. You were part of it. You were not only part of it, but you were part of the highest leadership of the party. You, today you are, you are reading about China. Mao, Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping. What is your take about those two people? And I'm sure that's what I'm going to do. Today you are reading in the Bible about Paul, who was once Saul. Saul. And I'm sure I'm also going to be the same. There are a lot of examples that I can give you. And my conviction is to save the people of Zimbabwe. My conviction is that I've been painted with the same brush. And I want to show the people of Zimbabwe that I'm a different person. Uh, Do you think that people painting you with the same brush is unfair on you? It has been unfair, yes. But why is it unfair? Because I was with them. I have been a freedom fighter. This is the group that I've lived with for all my life. And we were agreeing that when we get warm, when we become independent, we are going to save our people. And when we were fighting, we knew we, the masses, were the waters. We, the freedom fighters, were the fish. And there's no way we can be separated. The fish and the water can't be, you know, in, you know separated. We were inseparable. But why is it that now that we are independent, we are now fighting as enemies. It, it was a big surprise on my part as a person. But, 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 but ZANU, um, uh, under your watch, stopped serving the people of Zimbabwe a long time ago. That economy started going down a long time ago. People were being persecuted a long time ago under your watch, uh, Dr. Mujuru. So isn't it true then that the only reason why you have now suddenly decided um, to turn over a new leaf is because you suddenly found yourself uh, perhaps not as the chosen candidate to succeed President Robert Mugabe. Since 2006 in, in Guero, he even spoke bad about me when I was his vice president for no apparent reason. And since 2000, way before 2006, I had already started rural development programs, which showing hope to the people. 
And since that time, I did not re- or get tired of visiting the rural areas, visiting Binga, for, 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 for instance, and Binga is one of the poorest of the poor areas in the country, where I was, you know, starting new programs, new projects, which should give hope to our people. And these projects did not get any funding. As you know, in our, in our country, vice presidents, you know, do not have a, you know, don't have a, a budget. You can see even with the vice presidents that are there today, it's not just in my Mujuru. You can see with the vice presidents that are there today. They're also be, being persecuted, especially Munangagwa, for, for instance, the one who was being known to be the blue-eyed boy. So it's no longer my Mujuru or what. And also for uh, the sake of our culture, you know, there are men who, are, who, who still look down upon women, and, and I am fighting hard to show them that don't just look down upon women. There are also women who can uh, work to, to show that uh, we are better off than men. Are you prepared then to come clean, Dr. Mujuru? Are you prepared to tell the people of Zimbabwe what was going on in ZANU-PF while you were there? Yes, I am. But the other thing that you should also know, is when you are also appointed under oath, it's not a matter of just saying things uh, all and about. You should just do your things to prove that all the things that were being done were not uh, the things that you approved of, especially those that were meant to uh, persecute people, were meant to uh, do down uh, whatever uh, people were expecting to, 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 to see their government you know, you know, give to the popular so that they lead a, a, a progressive life. So you've set up a new party. You are going to contest elections. Were elections ever rigged uh, during your time at ZANU-PF? I did not. And mind you, it's a thing that is not of public consumption. I am also hearing it like your sound. It wasn't a thing that every Dick and Jill was exposed to if, if it ever happened because I did not come across such an action. Are you concerned, though, that uh, votes may be rigged not in your favor this time? Uh, I'm sure you heard that we, we as uh, uh, parties that are not Zanubias, we have uh, signed a document where we would want all those uh, areas that contain us, we, you know, you know uh, corrected so that uh, nobody should dispute any elections that will, that will follow. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Joyce Mujuru, and uh, she's the founder of the uh, Zimbabwe People First Party. And uh, we'll also open the lines. You can call in and have a chat with Dr. Joyce Mujuru, 891 SMS us on the number 34701, or you can tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. 
The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. That's 24 minutes after 8. And this morning, we're in conversation with the founder of Zimbabwe People First Party, Dr. Joyce Mujuru. She was, of course, a vice president of Zimbabwe for 10 years, a former member of the ZANU-PF party and a war veteran who had dedicated her life to the improvement of the lives of others in Zimbabwe. Now, Dr. Mujuru, just coming back to your new party, uh, uh, Zimbabwe People First Party, the first question that comes to mind, uh, given what we've seen previously in Zimbabwe uh, with parties like the MDC, is who is funding your party? We are a wholly Zimbabwean party. We are going to look after ourselves. We have Zimbabweans within the country, and we have Zimbabweans who are working outside the country. So we will look after ourselves. So no outside help coming in, no donations from um, Western agencies and the like? Or is that something that we will uncover in time? Not as yet. Not as yet. If we are going to get anybody who will come with a gesture, why not? We will accept. So what is your ideological position right now? What are you offering the people, the electorate of Zimbabwe? We... We are national democrats. What does that mean? The people are uh, the people are our most core value. We are looking at the most things that affect our people, such as. So, yes. And what we are going to do is that our those people that have decided to come together as the people first are the ones that are going to put forward those things that they want to correct and do as per the expectation of Zimbabweans. Both, polit- not both, but politically, economically, and socially. We are going to make friends with all those that are ready to make friends with us. Who are you talking about in particular? World over. So has anybody approached you in that regard? Have you approached anybody else the world over? A lot of people have approached us and we have approached a lot of people. And to what end, you know, on, on, on what grounds are you getting together? People understand that we are a peaceful party. People understand that we, are, we don't hate. People know that we would want all those ills worked out. We did out all those who were at each other pacified or their misunderstandings sorted out. So as a party, we are going to make sure that we are going to correct the bad reputation, the bad name that Zimbabwe has been made to to you know, to be known about. So 
it's easy for people first to change that which you used to know Zimbabwe of. But I'm no clearer on your party's ideology at this point, Dr. Mujuru, with respect. Dr. Mujuru? Our our ideology, our ideology is that we would want to change our people's way of living. We would want to change our people's thinking. We would want our people to be part of the global village. And of course, how you're going to do that is a separate question altogether and perhaps slightly more difficult. Well, um, we are coming up to a news break. So tell you what, Dave in Durban, Stephen, you also in Durban. Um, I won't take your calls now. We'll hold off. And then after the break, when we come back, we'll take your calls. We'll also read some of your messages. 34701, that's the SMS line number. And uh, the, it costs you one rand. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or send us an email to Sakina. That's S-A-K-I. INA at safm.co.za. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we in conversation with former Vice President of Zimbabwe and founder of the Zimbabwe People First Party, Dr. Joyce Mujuru. Now, Dr. Mujuru, we have so many messages, so many calls lined up. I have many questions still to ask, but I think it's only fair that we let our listeners in. 0891-104-208. Let's speak to Stephen in Durban. Thanks for your patience, Stephen. Hello, Fakina. Um, I got two questions which I want to ask uh, Dr. Mujuru. The first one, was she going to contest the Zambia presidency in 2014 if she was not fired? Then the second question is that, um, is she considering uniting with other opposition political parties in Zimbabwe to remove Zambia in the forthcoming election? Because the opposition field, I think at the moment, is actually overcrowded. Okay, thank you so much, Stephen. And uh, Paki, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, SK. SK, oh questions you have just and good morning to Dr. Majuri too. All question SKs you've just asked to the doctor are so relevant and thank you very much. It's just a con- um, that is now a comment from my side. However, in addition to that, she's just saying the support she's going to get that is now from all over. And she's really not clear and she must be mindful of the fact that remember not so long ago Sangarai was just around the corner, and look what happened to Sangarai. Now, the question is, in addition to that which you have asked already, how is she seeing this party going to do different from what Sangarai did? FK, thank you very much for taking my call. I listen on the radio. Thank you so much, uh, Paki. Um, uh, Mike, uh, uh, or before we go to Mike, let's go to Midrand. Mlomba, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. My, 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 my question, hello? Yes, we're listening. Yeah, my question to the doctor is, she has been part of the government since independence and for more than 30 years, and she saw things happening, and she was, the fact that she never resigned means she was in agreement with those things. That's, that's my comment, and what does she say about that? And the second comment is, 
what does she know about the gentleman who disappeared uh, in, in, in Zimbabwe, a, a, a protester, a, a gentleman who was a protester, was in a protest movement and ended up being, when Alice was kidnapped or something that disappeared. What does she know about, about that? Thank you so much. Lombo um, uh, in Midrand. Uh, Archbishop Quenene uh, in PE, good morning. Yes, I just want to, to, to say, uh, Mr. Juru is going to win the election if he can do three things today. The first one, tell the world that Mukabe has killed 20,000 people by the uh, North Korean brigade. Secondly, he is go- she is going to arrest Mugabe and that she's going to apologize for being part of those atrocities. If he can do that, say that she is prepared to arrest Mugabe, arrest the people who, who are involved in those atrocities, and apologize. Because she knows those atrocities. If he can tell the world now, Mugabe has killed 20,000, tell the world that it's true, then she is going to win the election. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Archbishop. Mike in Lichtenberg, good morning. Hello. Morning, Mike. Yes, thank you, Sakina. Sakina, the, the, the past two callers, they've just almost uh, said it all. Because I wanted to say, I'm trying to listen and to perform uh, uh, what sense is the lady speaking there. But uh, she doesn't seem to, to to understand what she's talking about. You know, I, I can't make sense of what she's saying. Because like the previous two callers, she's been in cahoots with Robert Mugabe, and all the, I mean, the people, the Zimbabweans, uh, the Zimbabweans have suffered a lot under her watch. She's been a, 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 a part of uh, the whole system that has subjugated uh, the black Zimbabweans. Now that she sees that, okay, the plate is empty, she's trying something else. You know, that's one problem with uh, Africans, I must say that, and I don't care who says what. These people, they let people suffer because they are greedy, they are evil, they like power. So now she turns around and says, okay, uh, I'm listening when you ask her questions. Who is she going to team up with? Okay, the world over. They've been saying that they don't want the Western countries because they, 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 are, they, they are the wrong people. Now, I can't listen. I can't, ma'am, it's late. It's late. You, the, the, the damage is done. It's late, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. In Lichtenberg, let's go back to Durban. Dave, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Um, um, just like um, uh, the previous callers, I just want to say, you know, um, uh, the best thing that she could have to come and do was to just come and apologize because um, uh, this person was in cahoots with the government. And, uh, you know, it, it really, really begs us a question that, you know, if the Mormons are very, very wise, and I'm not, uh, this is in respect, let us not, um, um, uh, not be fooled by someone who will come on air and, and then speak vaguely, because when you're asking your questions, what she's doing, it reminds us of us when we're, when we're doing English um, uh, in, in high school, you're asked to just summarize the story. That's what she's doing. And one more thing, this person, uh, her credibility is no, it's zero, right? I would not vote for a person like that. The government should not vote for a person like that. What should be doing was to say, you know what, guys, I am coming out. I have failed at the people of Zimbabwe. I am going to actually try and rally behind the oppositions which are already in the, in the country by so doing, just giving them my support and also giving them, um, I mean, like, I think you asked the one very, very good, clear question, which I thought you were going to answer. You know, did you know or did you have anything to do with the rigging of the elections? And, and, she, and she completely um, and arrogantly said she didn't know anything. That's, that's arrogant for us. And that's that, that bread and lies, she's selling blue lies on this 
very, very, you know, um, um, uh, this is like like a sacred, you know, um, a show for us who, who are always staying in every day, listening to the great shows that um, you do. She's really, really just um, uh, trying to, to dangle a carrot, but look, people will not, will not be fooled anymore. This is the person who will not get anything. She, she, she just retired, as she was fired, she should have just retired, taken um, everything and go back and stay at home. Simple as that. Thank well, thank you so much, uh, Dave in Durban. Um, Isaac is in Bethel. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning. How is Akina? Good, and you? Okay, I just want to say something. I want to tell Dr. Mukuru. I still remember when she was still the VP. She went to Mutoko, where I come from, extremely secondary school. After she left, people have been beaten for defying, for not attending her rally. I wanted to comment or else to go, since she's opposition, to go back again and ask for forgiveness from the people of Mtoko for being the reason for them to be beaten for not attending her rallies. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Isaac. Uh, Kalala in Cape Town. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Jekina. I've been listening when you, you ask the doctor a question that, are you personally feeling guilty or regretting for some decision you made? She did not give us a direct answer. That means she's hiding something. She took us back to the Bible, to the example of Paul. Yes, we know Paul. Paul persecuted Christians. And then he changed. He came later on to become a good man. But her, that means she's just admitting that she persecuted Zimbabwean people. So she's a criminal. So her and Mugabe, I do believe that the international, the ICC can still name them now because this is a clear evidence that she does say she's a criminal. Thank you. Thank you, um, Kalala in Cape Town. Yandisa in East London. Okay, uh, Yandisa seemingly not there. Well, uh, quite a bit coming through there from our listeners, uh, Dr. Mujuru. And um, there's a thread of, you know, um, an apology that is sought from you from uh, many people. Uh, yes. Again, what do you make of that? Yes, thank you very much, Miss um, Presenter. <clears throat> First of all, let me um, thank the South African government for the gesture that has been given to our Zimbabweans that have been coming there seeking shelter for a long time. And uh, this is being done not just by the South African government, but by a lot of governments world over. Yes, some of them are coming as uh, people who are seeking jobs and they are qualified for those jobs. But some of them, they are seeking refuge. So I want to take this opportunity to thank the, the South African government first of all, and those other governments as well. I know it is a moment that I have come for the first time on air, and it is the first time that I am talking to the generality of people whom have not met me, who have not even had me, discussing with them or have not even had a chance of knowing who I am. But if I might take this opportunity to answer 
some of those questions that the listeners have questioned. Because some I have lost them due to probably bad mm. uh, um, connection. Let me let me try and sum them up uh, by uh, posting all, a few direct questions uh, from what the listeners were asking. Do you believe that you owe yes. not only Zimbabwe but perhaps uh, the world at large? Do you think that you owe people an apology for the role that you played? I did apologize. If they missed that apology, I am very sorry. So what did you apologize I for? I apologize. I said for being in the government, for having been part of the group that made people feel miserable, I'm very sorry. And I can post that statement again because it's in a statement but with respect dr majuru you say I for people who again. made people feel um you know uncomfortable that is really minimizing yes. you know because, a really serious situation when you are in government when you are in government a lot of bad people those who would want to go and make people feel miserable, those criminals would go in the name of government and perform terrible things in the name of government, behind the government in which you will be part of, like myself. But then if you don't apologize, so if you don't apologize, then it would mean you would be an accomplice. So when I wrote my statement, one of the first few statements, if I'm not mistaken, I apologized. So what did your government then do in order to try and arrest those people, track them down, these people who were committing these atrocities in your name? Not in my name. I'm saying on behalf of government. You were part of government, Not Dr. Mujuru. Mujuru. Not in Mujuru's name. But you know the police are arresting people. If you, if you read Zimbabwe government business, the police are arresting criminals on daily basis. Same as South African government. They arrest criminals on daily basis. So are you therefore saying that... And we wouldn't case President Zuma for having done those things. Are you saying therefore that the atrocities that were perpetrated, the people that were killed, maimed, um, all of those ills that were uh, perpetrated were done by individuals in government's name? Is that what you are saying now? I am saying, you said apologize, and I said I apologize. And I said those things would not have been done under the direction or the supervision of me as a person. But because I was in government, and I felt personally, I'm a Christian, 
I felt personally, it also made me feel bad. And I felt it was not right. And I felt it was my personal duty to apologize. If somebody in government today would want to apologize and feels the same way as I did, I'm sure they will also apologize. So how strongly do you feel about this? If your party were to win the election in Zimbabwe, what would you do about those atrocities? Would you um, investigate some of those human rights abuses? Would you uh, institute uh, um, some institutions that would follow up on that? I'm sure these are the things that we have been talking about as I have been meeting people because during the times that I've been meeting provincial groupings, we have been talking about them because those that have been named have been attending my meetings and we have already started started talking about those incidences. And they already know our position as people first. So uh, there was a question, I think both Stephen and Paki referred to this, um, uh, in terms of how we came to you establishing this new party now. And Stephen's question was, would you have established this party if you were not fired uh, from ZANU-PF in 2014? And I know you contest that. You say you were not fired. Yes. I bid farewell to uh, President Mugabe on the first. December 2014, and his letter came a week and a half or two much later. So I was not fired. So you left because you were unhappy with the decision, the direction with the that... rule of law that was going on in Zanopia. But that hasn't because that been I the same rule of law? I was intending to change. I was intending to change the happenings within. And you failed? Yes. Why do you think you failed? Because not many people understood my way of thinking. Does that mean, therefore, that most of the people within ZANU-PF agree with President Robert Mugabe and his tactics? As you, as you saw the way how he then ended up you know, you know, resolving the whole thing. A lot of us were checked out. It means we were a lot of us who were in agreement with how I felt things were uh, supposed to be done. But I see some of those people have since gone back to ZANU-PF. If they offered you uh, another position, would you go I, back? I don't think they. I don't think there a lot of them have since gone back to ZANU-PF. Some of them have. So. A lot of them are in people first. Have have some of those people gone back to ZANU-PF? No, I haven't heard much. I haven't heard anything of those. I haven't heard anybody who has gone back to ZANU-PF. Nobody at all? I, who has gone to ZANU-PF? Yes. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody. I've, I've, got to, I've got to hear anybody who has gone I, back I to ZANU-PF. i tell you what. I'll get those three names for you. I have yeah, them somewhere firing here. firing them. Didn't you hear last week, two days ago, they fired the 16 of them? Yesterday, they fired five of them. They're still firing. They haven't finished the firing. And they are all coming to join you? I can't say they are all coming. I'm sure they are yet to think about coming to us. Who knows?
So how does this make you an alternative to ZANU-PF? Don't you just become ZANU-PF light for use of, you know, a poor phrase really, uh, where you are simply a lighter version of uh, the mother body then? I think let's think, let's try and be calm about doing things here. All right. Let's not be overexcited. Yes, 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 because we have people who have been wronged. We have people. And who some have of those people say they've been wronged in, by you. Wait, 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 wait. We have people who have been put in bad shape. We have people who have lost lives. We have people who have lost properties. We have people, I have all sorts of people in, and right now I have thanked South Africa. But when you mention right all of those I things, am, Dr. Mujuru. I am saying I have to deal with this situation in a calmer way. Yeah, but, but it, it, it I is... Become, yes, because if I become excitable, I will not solve the problem. It is disconcerting, however, when you say that people have been killed, uh, people have lost their property, people have been injured. By whom? Who yes. are you talking so about? So we have, so these are, you know, you, you have a, a good number of Zimbabweans in that country. And they are looking forward to coming back in Zimbabwe. You have spoken about Changirang. You have spoken about other parties. You have not spoken about ZAPU. And all these were, for instance, ZAPU is a former freedom uh, fighting party. Mm-hmm. And you have not spoken about the days of freedom fighting. And we have to start from those days. Why must we start there? You can imagine. You can. These were my guys whom I was with in the trenches. I have to start from those days. I have to start discussing with them from those days of the trenches. So you can imagine where we have to start from. You know, it's to try and say, guys, let's let's hold our dogs. Let's let's talk about Zimbabwe. Us. We have fought, we have disappointed each other. We have hated each other. We have made it to fight. Our fighting has been perpetual. And when is it going to end? When are we going to continue to make South Africa be a good country and Zimbabwe a bad country? And Europe a good country and Zimbabwe a bad country? And when are we going to make ourselves enjoy our motherland? All these things, we have to make sure that we bring our senses together because we have been made to be made people at each other. But, it's but, so but painful. Let me respectfully put See, it to you, mother, Dr. Majuru. As a mother, Dr. As Majuru, a mother, it's very painful. But as a mother, you are also it deflecting right now. Me. 
You are deflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Why should we be talking about Europe uh, right now? You have uh, started a party. And, and, and you, yes, but you have started a party and you have said that you are looking to make a better life for all Zimbabweans. Let's just, for the moment, yes. for the moment, and I, I, I yes. get why you're talking yes. about us not being ahistorical at this point. For the moment, let's just leave Europe there on the side. As Africans, as Zimbabweans. No, 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 but we're talking about what's going on in Zimbabwe. Okay, let's come to South Africa. What's going on in Zimbabwe? So you spoke about uh, uh, millions of Zimbabweans being in South Africa, for example. What are you going to do in the immediate term to make sure that conditions are ripe for them to return home? I will make sure that those people are made to be able to vote so that they vote for the for them to come back home here and participate for the betterment of their country. I will make sure that those people in South Africa there, I know why, some of them there came there without any form of documentation because of what happened in, in Zimbabwe here. Some who have remained in Zimbabwe here don't have any form of documentation because of what happened here in Zimbabwe. I know I'm beginning to unravel those things, which I did not know. Personally. So you're saying you're going to so make sure you they can vote. imagine in this situation, in this situation in which I am right now, you know these important questions which comrades raised down there, they are so pertinent, which I think one day I might come there. I might come there and be able to meet them. And some of them might help me in order to find means and ways of how to solve some of the problems. Because I know some of them are white Zimbabweans whom we are now saying we are an inclusive party. We want them to come home and work with us for the betterment of this country. Dr. Joyce they, were, they were made to abscond, they were made to run away, they by were whom? made to flee for their lives, by and whom? I want them to come home. By whom? Who by, caused them to the, abscond? By criminals. Some of them were criminals. Some of them so, were, you know, they were all sorts of mixed, it, it was a mixed bag of bad things. Dr. Mujuru, when the criminals chased those people away, why didn't the government welcome them back? Why didn't the government make efforts to say, we are paving your way, we will ensure that you are secure, come back? Why didn't that happen? This is what, we, this is what I'm trying to work out. And you are telling me that when are you going to make a coalition? Are you going to be ready to do a coalition? Are you... This is what we are working towards. We are a democratic party. We want to make sure that we look at all these areas of how we should be able to work the best approach ever. Well, Dr. Mujuru, when you do come down to speak to the comrades here in South Africa, please drop in. We'd love to speak to you once again. But thank you so much for your time this morning. I'm most happy, and I want to see every one of them. I want them to cry on my shoulders. I want them to cry on my lap. I want them to tell me all sorts of names. But by the end of the day, I want them to give me a solution.
Well, thank you so much and good luck with the new party. Um, that was uh, Dr. Joyce Mujuru, founder and president of Zimbabwe People First Party. And uh, that's all we have time for this morning. Back again tomorrow morning. Right now, uh, Kumbuzi Letabete is standing by with the news.